Coming to you from Focus One Financial Planning in Roanoke, Virginia, this is Money Gurus, where we help you bypass financial jargon to make the most of your money. Welcome back to another episode of Money Gurus. My name is Morgan, and I'm here today with Adam Peters, a certified financial planner, to discuss uh, something that's uh, kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people, but we're paying off debt. Um, Most of us have it. It's not something that's fun to have. Um, So Adam, can you talk about some of the strategies to pay off a debt such as a credit card, car debt, um, you know, things along those lines? Oh, yeah. So there are several ways to pay off debt. Uh, Today, I'm going to lay out a couple ways to do it. There isn't a right or wrong way to go about it. Well, actually, there is a wrong way, and that would be ignoring it and hoping it goes away. So coming up with a plan is most important. So first, first thing we need to do is you got to create a good monthly budget. This is the groundwork that needs to be done before you can do anything. If you haven't done a monthly budget, you won't know how much money is coming in or going out. If you don't know how much you can allocate to pay your debt, your results won't be as good. We have some good um, podcasts on the Money Gurus podcast uh, on how to create a monthly budget. Um, Let's use this example when we're talking through some of this. So the background here is you have a job paying $60,000 a year. After taxes per month, you, your net income is around $3,750, so $3,750 per month. Your monthly expenses, your rent, mortgage, car payment, groceries, entertainment, cell phone, etc., add up to about $2,750, leaving you about $1,000 to put toward debt. Okay, so that sounds pretty reasonable. So what are some of the strategies? What should I do with that $1,000? All right, so what you got, there's um, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. There, I'm going to talk mainly about two uh, strategies. One is the debt snowball. So what I want you to do with the debt snowball first is try to get uh, $1,000 in savings. This is just so if something pops up, you don't have to put something back on a credit card so you got a good baseline in your savings, so you got about $1,000 in there. So we're going to assume that you got your $1,000 saved. So now you've got $10,000 in credit card debt. It's spread over four different cards, okay? So card one has a balance of $750. Its interest rate's 18%, and your minimum payment is $25. Card two has a balance of $1,750. Interest rate's 22%, minimum payment's $100. Card three has a balance of $2,500. And it has an interest rate of 15%, minimum payment's $125. Card four has a balance of $5,000 and an interest rate of 12%. Minimum payment on that card's $250. So if you add all those up, your total minimum payment per month is $500. Okay, so using that kind of as an example, you want to make a list of all your debts, smallest to largest, regardless of the interest rate. Okay, so in this scenario, it's going to be how I just laid it out. The 750 is your lowest all the way up to your highest, which is $5,000. So you're going to make minimum payments on all your debts except for your smallest. And the reason why you do that is you've got to continue making payments to stay current on your different cards, but your smallest, you're going to allocate as much money as you can toward. So you're going to pay as much as possible to the smallest debt. 
So in our example, he has $1,000 left over. So your minimum payment is $500 of that. So that means you can allocate an additional $500 to that smallest debt. So in this example, you could pay off that card one in less than two months. Whereas if you made only the minimum payment, it would take you over 30 months, which is two and a half years to pay off that debt. Okay, so that's, if you're just paying the minimum, you're never going to make any headway. So it's important to come up with a plan on how to get um, those paid off as quickly as possible. Once you knock out that first one, you roll to the second one, and now you have, you know, card one's eliminated, so you've got more money that you can allocate toward card two. And then that process just continues. So, so something, another bit that I've heard is to, uh, you know, pay off the card with the highest interest rate first. Why would you not do that? Oh, that's, you actually led me right into my next point. So the other way is you arrange the debt snowball by interest rate. So you take your highest interest rate and that's how you, that's how you kind of come up with your plan. So your first call, your first payment would be allocating the most money to the highest interest rate. So by doing that, you're obviously paying off the highest interest, which is causing you to um, incur more cost along the way. But with some people, you know, if your highest balance or your highest interest rate is also your highest balance, it may not feel like you're making headway. So for some people from a personality standpoint, paying off the smaller ones first helps you build some momentum. And then once you've built some momentum, gotten some small wins under your belt, then continuing on the process is is easy. Whereas if you kind of get stuck in that first step and you feel like you're not making any headway, you might get discouraged. So um, that's why some people like the smallest balance first. Others prefer the highest interest, which actually is probably the most efficient way to do it. But sometimes you got to compromise some of the efficiency just to stick to the process. Right. So like for me and my personality, I much prefer to pay off a smaller balance, see that balance at zero, then I know that I can I can do it, you know? No, you're exactly right. I mean, that's it's 100% of personal preferences. It's not going to be a cut and dry uh, answer here. So let's move on from credit card debt on to, say, a larger purchase, maybe a car or a mortgage. Um, how do you, what are your thoughts on paying that off efficiently? So that's a good question. There are a couple different thoughts on this. Really, it boils down to your personality and discipline. If you take a look, if one of your um, first things you look at is the interest rate on the debt. So if your car interest rates, you bought a new car and it had a promo of 0% interest, well, you're not incurring any additional cost by uh, the interest rate on it because it's a 0% interest. So there's no real incentive to pay it off early unless you just personality-wise, want to pay it off, okay? So there's there's two thoughts there is you can either pay it off or whatever surplus of money you have, you invest it, right? Because since it's not costing you any, anything, if you can take that money and invest it and earn some money on it, you're you're to the good, right? So um, that that's kind of one thought. The other thought is is, you might be better off 
instead of trying to aggressively pay off the car at 0%, you might want to start building your emergency fund. And um, for those of you who haven't heard of the emergency fund, we've got another podcast that that dives deep into the emergency fund, what it is, what it's used for, and, and different ways to go about it. So um, I'd check that one out uh, when you're looking at that. So can you explain um, the investment account and some other interest rates for cars or a mortgage? Oh, okay. So let's assume that you've got your emergency fund set aside. So you got three to six months of expenses set aside in case something happens. If you continue to save and you're putting that money in the bank and you aren't earning any interest because interest rates are so low, you'd open up an, in, an investment account instead. So the money can be invested, continue to grow. And that's what's referred to as an after-tax account. And unlike in a 401k, you can have access to the money at any time. So in a, in a retirement plan or an IRA, you have penalties for taking it out before 59 and a half. Whereas in an after-tax account, the money's fully liquid. You can get to it at any point. So let's look at another example. So we're going to kind of use what we talked about earlier um, when you're paying off your credit card debt. And now you now you're left with just the car debt and the mortgage. So like we said before, your monthly expenses are $27.50. You have six months of expenses and savings. So that's your emergency fund. So that's $16,500. You have an extra $1,000 a month left over. So now that you've paid off all your credit cards and everything else. So now you're left with car debt, mortgage, whatever the case may be. So let's assume that you open an investment account, right? That after-tax account that we mentioned. And you start saving $1,000 per month rather than paying your car off. Okay? So the goal in that investment account would be to earn you know, 5 to 7%, whatever the case may be. That's kind of going to be more dictated on how you have the money invested. So if your car debt has 2% interest on it, rather than paying off the car with the additional $1,000 a month, let's say you save that money and earn 5%. Well, your carrying cost is 2 for the car, but you're earning 5 so you net... 3% to the good. So in that scenario, I would say I would rather keep my money, invest it, grow it, and then down the road if I want to pay the car off, I can because on a net basis, you're earning another 3% that you wouldn't if you would have just paid off the car. So that's one way to think about it. Now the other way, let's say you have that same car and you have 6% interest. Well, if I'm earning 5% in my account, but I'm, not worth it. Yeah, I'm carrying 6%, I'm, I'm to the bad 1%. So in that case, you would want to pay off the car as aggressively as you can. So it really boils down to the, the interest rate and your personality. So is that, that going to be the same kind of thought process for a mortgage payment as well? Yeah, so it, it, it really is the same um, example for the for the mortgage, you know, historically, um, mortgage rates aren't as low as they are now. Now's the lowest they've been in years. So especially with when you start thinking of it at on an after-tax basis, your interest rate after you deduct it from your taxes, depending on your tax situation, could be even lower than what it normally is. So 
that's something to take into account. But for the most part, if you're not either allocating that extra money to a debt or savings and you're not disciplined about it, it's going to go away, right? I mean, I know that Amazon shows up to the house a lot. <laughs> so if I'm not allocating my money either to debt or to savings, if it's in the checking account, it's probably going to get spent. And that's how it is for a lot of people. So the, the argument of do I pay down debt or do I invest is kind of twofold because the math either will dictate based on the interest rate what to do or from a personality standpoint, if you're not disciplined enough to pay off the debt or save it, you're better off just lumping it on the, on the mortgage and then you'll end up, you know, knowing where the money goes rather than a bunch of empty Amazon boxes at the end of the day. Right. That makes sense. I know I'm not saving enough and most of mine just gets spent on nice bottles of wine each time I go to Kroger. So that's great. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I meet with people all the time and we go through and we do the budget and they I go, oh, you're, you're, you've got an extra thousand to two thousand dollars a month, you know, so you should have, you know, in a year, 24,000 in savings. And nope. <laughs> they look at me and go, no, that, that's not there. So trust me, everyone's the same in that sense. If, if it's in there, it's going to get spent. There's nothing wrong with that. But to really set yourself up for success financially, you either need to be paying down debt or saving. And that's kind of a, the bottom line. Yeah. Well, Adam, this has been great. Um, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, and we'll see you on our next episode of Money Gurus. Great. Thanks. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, please shoot us an email at morgan at focus1fp.com. If you are interested in learning more about what services we offer, please visit our website at www.focus1fp.com.